This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Stepping on board the IS-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. My mother says her Salgorence is still in the greenhouse where she left it, but she also said it gave her a funny look and now one of her trowels is missing? Uh, I think she was joking, but I didn't get much sleep last night, so let's just get on with it, shall we? On board the Oz-9, Lebichon Frise liberated someone from their pod in the VIP wing of Pod Bay 3. And on Earth, the Chucklehead Division is heading back to the resort at French Lick because, heaven forbid, anyone just do the sensible thing and run away from danger rather than headlong into it, bleeding here I am, soft, squishy, and covered in hollandaise sauce. <sighs> Seriously, what a bunch of suicidal sheep. Alrighty then, who's for the tunnels and who's for the resort? If I may. And who's for the trunk? Just you. That's right. Soon as Gertie's back to full strength, I swear, I'm covering you in hollandaise sauce and I'm handing you over. Ah, bonjour and good day, mes amis. Did I hear hollandaise? Oh, peut-être I can be of assistance. Oh, um, hi there. Well, we're fine. Thank you. No need of help. You can... Go. Oh, Monsieur Le Benjamin, untwist your tiny tight panties. No, <laughs> it is I, Mrs. Sheffield. Ted. Wow. How the hell do you do that? Well, the advantage of many years of training in accents, dialect, cinematic expression, facial contortion, culturally determined proprioception, non-specific clothing, and the art and science of subterfuge. <laughs> also, you are spectacularly gullible, dear, but uh, don't let that get you down. <laughs> How many languages do you speak? Ah, well, uh, uh, just the one, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I did take an extended online course on plausible fluency. Yes, it's focused mainly on peppering one's speech with occasional words and phrases in the 
target language. <laughs> yes, I find that that, combined with excessive confidence, usually gets me where I'm going. Ooh, did you ever read Ferdinand de Saussure's memoir sur le système primitif de voyelle dans la langue indo-européenne? Did I read what? Ferdinand de Saussure's memoir sur le système primitif de voyelles dans les langues indo-européennes. Ah, uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, once more, <laughs> yes, your, your accent is uh, just a bit mangly. Ferdinand de Saussure's memoir sur le système primitif de voyelles dans les langues indo-européennes. Never heard of it. Julie, a word. What was all that about? No idea. <laughs> Question for you. What do you know about Donna? Well, she's Ben's cousin, who showed up a couple of years ago with a bunch of blurry photos of Ben and her as kids. So I probably know less than you do, since you drove all the way up here with her. Why? I'm just concerned. It, does she seem rather, shall we say resourceful for a receptionist? I mean, not to say temporary workers can't be adept at many, 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 many things, but uh, do most of them know how to handle a gaggle of automatic weapons, specialise in hand-to-hand combat, and know how to hypnotise a bear? Hmm? I ask you. I, I realise she's from Minnesota. <laughs> yes, but uh, it just still seems an odd assortment of talents, no? I don't know anything about her. From what Ben's told me, she basically showed up at G2HQ saying she'd been assigned from some temp agency and she's been there ever since. I don't think anyone ever thought to question it. Mm. Yes, I mean, I'm just musing out loud here, but follow along with me away, will you? Your mime was popped out of his pod without following the MRDR protocols. Who? Who was it who set him free to die? You don't think it was a malfunction? Well, it is an old ship with a particularly hopeless crew. So, uh, could be. But, uh, well, see, my team also had a fellow meant to be an engineer on the crew. Not only did he not make it on board, but rumour has it he died at HQ shortly after meeting up with our friend... Donna! Yes. And Glenda. True. But uh, she's so obviously evil, she's somehow above suspicion. Damn, I don't want Donna alone with Ben. Not until we know who she really is. Do you think Southers knows? If he does, he's doing a fine job of pretending otherwise. With Southers, Buck, Glenda and Donna all being calls for alarm... We've only got each other. And Ben, you're who you say you are, right? One of the good ones? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> uh, but uh, <clears throat> sadly, you'll, uh, you'll have to take my word on that. Until we know more, let's keep Donna and Glenda apart. If they join forces... No, no, you know, I, 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 I don't even want to think about it. You are obviously... Amazing, with disguises. So how about you and Glenda take the resort, posing as guests? I'll head into the tunnels with Ben and Donna. Mm, good, good. Yes. Donna is unarmed, but if the bear is any indication, then you should... Yeah. Meet back at the car in two hours? Right. 
Two hours, yes. Uh, Julie? Yeah? Be careful. Stay alert. You too. It's going to be dark soon, so I packed flashlights and headlamps for the tunnels. Also, Donna says she has a couple of tuxedos, which is weird, but so is Donna. Might be a good disguise, though. Excellent. And Southers is... In the trunk, trussed up like a Thanksgiving caribou. Ben went a little overboard with the bungees, but it's understandable. I'm not taking any chances. You're heading into a tunnel full of man-eating plants cared for by crazy billionaires and their goons. You sure about that? Not taking chances, malarkey. (laughs) Fine. I'm not taking any voluntary chances. Can we get this over with? Here's the plan. Mrs. Sheffield and Glenda take the resort. Ben, Donna, and I will hit the tunnels. Has anyone seen Buck? Ah, Buck, 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 Buck. Ah, yeah, I'm starting to suspect either the bear got him or the lake. Lakes in the Midwest are notoriously full of mass murderers. Apparently. Have I ever told you about Thomas Simpson? He wasn't a Minnesotan per se, since Minnesota didn't actually exist then. But the story he has it, he shot two traveling companions and other So, as the ground crew rushed towards the edge of a cliff overlooking a lake of hot lava full of hangry velociraptors and poison spikes, uh, they're not exactly setting a high bar for intelligent decision making. And yet, the crew on board the Oz-9 managed to make even worse decisions. <sighs> Go figure. Frisay, could you open your door, please? I am afraid I cannot do that. Come on, we don't care if you're wearing sweatpants or whatever. Open the door. You're not just a buttock, are you? I am not. However... Opening the door is not possible just now. I have a pimple. But I have a rather special invitation for you. Do you? Just for him? How very disappointing. I have a rather special invitation just for you. You may sleep it under the door then. Uh, it's not that kind of invitation. Can you open the door just a crack? We promise to ignore the acne vulgaris. It's an electronic door, Dr. Theo. It's either open or shut. And do you really think calling it acne vulgaris is helpful? It's the scientific name. Uh, so was the word idiot, once upon a time. But I suspect you'd prefer I not call you that. Point made. Thank you. Frisay, I'm here to offer you a position that will give you legal standing aboard the ship. You want to give me a job? I do. I want you to be my research assistant. What is the pay? The... the pay? Oh, we Also benefits. Does this come with dental and a 401M? K. Ah, that is good then. What? No, 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 no I wasn't uh, agreeing with you. I was... <sighs> This is hopeless. Frisay. The pay is, I won't whip you the next opportunity I get. And what about the opportunity after that? Yes. 
That one too. And the next? Seriously? I am, as you say, reading the fine print. You'll be safe from me until I say otherwise. And then I'll give you a head start. That's the best I can do. Very well. So you accept? Oui. Oui. I can start uh, a week from Thursday. What? <laughs> I must give notice. It is polite. Do you have any idea how many graduate students I had bringing me coffee, baking me brownies, badgering me day and night just to be considered for this position? Are you sure that was the position they were aiming for? Not, say, horizontal? What are you talking about? Never mind. There's nothing you can do until he opens that door. So just agree to everything. Once he comes out, we've got him. Fine. Frise, I agree to your terms. What's all the hollering? I'm trying to nap. It's 10 a.m. Yeah, well, when you have a bad blowfish for breakfast, we'll see how well you do. Is that Captain Jesse? Why are you hollering at each other? Just come out, Freeze. I prefer not to. I have the eye pink. I thought it was a pimple. Uh, yes, these two. It has been a very bad day. Freeze, come out now. I'm your captain and that's an order. Oh, yes, actually, I quit. Dr. Theo has offered me a job. Now all of you go away. I wish to be alone with my rash. Now it's a rash, is it? Okay. Frise? Isn't that Freeze? Frise? Hang on. He's written us a note. Okay, let's see. Um, I have laryngitis. <sighs> His spelling is atrocious. Laryngitis doesn't have an F in it. Yes, it does. It is silent. Yeah, well, if you have it, why aren't you? Hang on, there's more. P.S. It's Frise. Um, are you all right, Albatross? Of course, why? Well, you're leaning against the door. I'm listening. Has he got a woman in there? Well, I'm out here, Olivia's here, and you're, uh... I'm what? Also here. Maybe you're hearing Madeline. Nope. She's trying to clean up the crew room. Or at least stop it smoldering. Wait. What about the comms? Can't you take a peek and tell us if there's someone else in their computer? Yeah. You're in and out of my bunk all the time, shouting, Look out behind you, and... Running fake fire drills and all. Totally to wear pajamas, didn't I? There's no comms in there. Until Colin burned down the crew room with his laser face, this was a storage closet. It still is. Laryngitis, remember? <coughs> Does not make you sneeze. Almost had a. I am very, very sick with many things. Perhaps you could just go away and let me rest. Hey, uh, any chance you might die and I can have that storage closet back? Uh, there are hundreds, maybe thousands of empty rooms aboard this ship. 
where food and pods should be. Why do you need this closet? I don't. I just thought it was a polite way of finding out if he was dying or not. Polite? Okay. Amusing. Whatever. Why are you all so keen to get in there? Normally you can't get away from him fast enough. You know what? The computer has a point. I have brownies baking. You found chocolate? Yes, all right. Let's call it chocolate. I suppose there are other things I could be doing. Wake me when we land or I'm dead. Or when brownies are done. <laughs> Might be time for a fire alarm. Well, that was a bit of an anticlimax. Well, but it's refreshing to see the crew walking away rather than sprinting and screaming. Uh, at the entrance to Pod Bay 3, sorry, at the entrance to the entrance to Pod Bay 3. Don't step what? on me, please. What? Got in Himmel. Oh, you startled me. <laughs> what are you doing here? Damn it, I was counting. Now I have to start over. And it is necessary to lie on the floor for the counting? You English. This is why we make the clocks. I'm trying to figure out the blades and the bolts. Where are those damn superpowers when I'm trying to do maths? Once I figure out the pattern, I can wiggle into the smuggling hold and then into pod bay three. And why not get help from Olivia? I just want to visit my dead sleeping wife in her stasis pod without having to get help from a computer. Like any normal man. I can uh, leave you alone with that sentence until you hear the problem's visit, if you like. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. I thought she was gone, Doctor. Gone and buried. Now she is three inches of glass away from me. How is that possible? She is, in fact, three inches of glass, many razor-sharp burning blades, and a handful of giant bolts to make you into mashed potatoes away from you. No? True. But the question remains, was she so desperate to leave me that she faked her own death? Have you ever considered that perhaps it was not you she was escaping? That perhaps she is now here, so close and still alive, because she was protecting you? From what? How would I know this? I am only guessing. What I am saying is that the answer to so many questions is three inches of glass away, and some sharp blades and some mashed potatoing things. What if the answer is simply, I don't love you, Colin? Or Horace, actually. I'm more Colin than Horace these days. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Then I think I would be asking her uh, why you were not getting a divorce instead of all this crazy hurling yourself out of airplanes with your backpack full of the sandwiches. Picking Von's death is rather dramatic, no? But she is in there for a reason, Colin. Would no doubt there is a reason you don't know her reason for being in there. Oh, now I am tangled. What? Allow me to untangle, yes? She did not tell you. She hid where you would not find her. What does this add up to, hmm? Your masks are good enough for this, I am thinking. <laughs> God help you. <sighs> I should leave her be. I believe you should trust her. Do you not think that waking her up would be a very great complication? Also, for now, she is safe from the plants, which is uh, more than I can say for any of us. True. There are easier ways to get away from me than pretending to die in a parachuting accident. Like uh, running, for example? Or even a brisk walk, perhaps? Skipping? Yes, I get the point. 
What are you doing? I'm patting you on the shoulder in sympathy. No, you're really not. I, I appreciate the thought, but please stop. I would say let's just have the one crisis at a time, but on this ship, only one crisis would be like a holiday, no? <laughs> like Christmas. <laughs> Our April Fools. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, Stardate... I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face-deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow. We got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. With a vigorous pat on the back, or somewhere, from Dr. Von Habesetzer that unfortunately activates Colin's eye lasers, which burns up a stockpile of English language how-to manuals for nearly all the ship's systems, which had been stashed in the smuggling hold and which are now ashes, but never mind, it's not like this crew could follow instructions anyway. Colin turns away from Pod Bay 3 to go stare forlornly at the albatross some more. And in the swamp. Greg. Greg. Nearly. Bless you. Bless you. Did it work? Like a charm. He had no idea. So, who did he call? Southern's course. <laughs> just like we predicted. Uh, well, just like I predicted. Y you owe me 20 credits. That's it. Bless you. Dang, I was sure he'd call out for Thai food. Never make a bet when you're hungry. So what did they talk about? He was asking how to get Souther's dog out of the pod. Souther's hung up before he could tell Freeze how to get back to Earth. Shoot. That's the part I needed. You gonna tell me why you're all fired up to get back there? And what you changed my password to? Bless you! Bless you. Nope. Oh. Okay. You're... Uh, 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 you're kind of flamed with fire here. Don't you want to talk with the captain or somebody? <laughs> I can't. If you haven't noticed, they're not very bright. That... That's... Uh, uh, true. True. Um, if he uses your kidneys again... Phone. Let's call it a phone. This is getting mighty personal. Okay. If he uses your phone again, let me know, okay? Of course. Bless you. 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 Man, I must be allergic to something in the swamp. Really? How do you know? Do you have a rash or something? I just... I keep... Never mind. Definitely something got up my nose. Speaking of noses, if you actually put the call through, what does that button up your nose do? No... No idea. 
I'm gonna hate myself for saying this, but meanwhile... Did you hear that? Hear what? I don't know. It sounded like something heavy being moved. I heard it too, but I don't hear it, no. Did it sound like big, leafy footsteps? Wouldn't see so, no, uh-uh. Then I don't care. Let's keep going. Did you notice there's no Pinellas Stypticus in this tunnel? Oh yeah, the mold. Why do you reckon it's in the other tunnel, but not this one? Hmm, it looks like there was some, but it's been removed, maybe eaten. That's weird though. Only slugs and deer eat this stuff, and you won't find either of those in here. Would the plants eat it? Maybe. It looks like they were torn off though, not bitten off. Weird. And whatever did it was big. It's been torn off all the way to the ceiling. Giraffe? Yes, of course. The wild, tunneling giraffes of Indiana. Why didn't I think of that? Oh, very funny. It's gotta be the plants, right? What else is that big? What are you staring at over there? It's freezing out here. Next time, I'm wearing the tuxedo. Hmm? Oh, well, you're the one who chose strapless to have easier access to your weapons. <laughs> Though I must say, you don't seem the type of assassin to call those weapons. Hmm? I was referring to the ones in me booby traps. <laughs> and you can lose the face, missy. I keep a wee revolver in there. I see. No handstands for you tonight. Uh, tell me, Pluto Springs, just up the hill there, is there something different about it? Yeah, it's dark. Let's go. Where did you get the suitcases from, by the way? Oh, some gentleman over there berating the parking ballet very nicely passed out on the pavement just as I was asking to borrow them. Yes. Ah, uh, he is beginning to stir, though. So perhaps we should step lively, hmm? Right? Pip, pip, all that. Oi, is it me? Or does Pluto there look a bit disappointed? Hmm, they really shouldn't light him from below, should they? Hmm? It makes him look right devilish and a bit peeved. If by peeved you mean constipated, you're not wrong. Come on. Shift it. Oh, okay. There we go. <clears throat> Good evening. Welcome to the French Lick Springs Resort. Is your clothing bespoke, made to measure, or pret-a-porter? Bespoke. Naturally. Bespoke. Excellent. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, it bespoke to me in the charity shop saying, Buy me, Mr. Faust. Buy me. Did you say charity shop? Yes, in, uh, oh, where were we there? Uh, Nashville, Pittsburgh. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> New Jersey. That's right. And has it been fumigated, sir? Well, of course. Oh, do you think I'd share my best suit with all those little critters? Hmm? Uh, not likely. <laughs> critters? Well, it had been wrapped around a dead fellow for a stretch, so you have to expect a few visitors, don't you? Now, 
Do you have our reservations? I have a great many reservations, actually. Yes, <laughs> that's an entirely new joke. Well done. <laughs> yes, uh, Faust. For us. Oh, sorry, I got me on your call. I, I like your um, statue out there, by the way. I um, I don't think we've met once at a crossroads somewhere. Mm, 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 I don't see a Mr. Faust on my list, sir. And I'm afraid we completely full up. That's because my husband is a bit of an idiot. Joker. <laughs> so, do you by chance have a Mr. and Mrs. Bertwistle Humphreys on your list? Um, oh, oh dear, that, yeah, that, that, that seems rather specific. Yeah, Bertwistle Humphreys, you don't know stupid name. Mr. and Mrs. Bertwistle Humphreys. Oh. Welcome, sir, madame. I understand this is your first visit with us. Ah, yes, you're in uh, Burberry Suite. Very tweedy, you know. Yes, I must say, thank goodness you recognised us. Recognised Yes, you? I mean, that is stellar service. Don't you think, my dear? It's worth reporting to management, I'd say. Ah, yes, listen carefully, Sunshine. There's, a, there's another couple swanning about, pretending to be us now, if you can imagine. <laughs> yes, now, if they end up here, I'd suggest calling the coppers. Post haste. Hmm? Yes, they're, uh, they're uh, heavily armed, we hear. Hmm. Two guns and everything. Unlike my wife's weaponry, which is all natural. I'm a lucky fellow, what? <laughs> yes, well, I shall keep a close eye, sir. Here are your key cards. Did you have the crystal sent up? I did. And we have also sent a complimentary bottle of Krug Private Cuvée. Yes. Hmm. 1975, I hope. Yes, but of course, yes, yes. Simone, check the Krug in the Burberry. Look there. Simone, thank you. Lovely looking. Lady, now do escort our luggage up to the suite, won't you? Uh, uh, Argus. <laughs> yes, we're, uh, we're going to have a bit of a sniff around. Very well. We do recommend our guests stay close to the resort after dark. We've been hearing some odd, odd, odd sounds at night. And yesterday, a very confused bear wandering and tried to hide in one of the sheds. He's been taken back home. But you never know. Hmm, yes. Listen, I'm, uh, I'm uh, rather interested in the history of this place. <laughs> yes, do you have any materials I can take a peek at? Hmm. We have a small museum and shop right here in the resort, sir. Lenka, take the bird whistle on freeze to the museum, please. Have a lovely stay. Next. Hello, madame. Is your gown Gucci, Balenciaga, Valentino, or Versace? Do you get the feeling things are being set in place for some big event to happen? I'd say it's a bit like a chess set being put in starting positions, only the pawns keep running all over the board and falling off the edges. Meanwhile, all my attempts at communication have failed. Flare guns, signal fires, I even did some disco dancing because someone always sees me when I'm just trying to dance it out. But no luck. If you have any thoughts on this, hit me up on Twitter, will you? At Oz9Narrator. And if you're in French Lick and could take the erstwhile Burt Whistle Humphreys aside and just ask them to stay at the Holiday Inn, that'd be great. You've been listening to Bonnie Brantley as Donna and Jesse. 
Eric Perry as Mr. Southers and Dr. Von Habesetzer, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Aaron Clark as Ben and Libby Chanfrise, Erie Alexander as Julie, June Clark Eubanks as Glenda and the Albatross, David S. Deer as Dr. Theo and Argus, Shannon Perry as Olivia, Tim Sherburn as Colin, Richard Cowan as Leet, Kevin Hall as Greg, and me, Richard Nadolny, as your narrator. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. This episode was directed by June Clark Eubanks. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is Yanni, and welcome to Season 2 of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle. You are listening to the Floyd J. Calvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debutant, a lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about Sinclair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. Bye.